It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Hoop fans? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mahedge, and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Thank you so much, all of you out there, for tuning in whenever and wherever you may be listening to the show. Uh, make sure to go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen also, go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. We'll be discussing the Washington Wizards' latest win against the Toronto Raptors, Scott Brooks's interesting comments about Daniel Gafford's playing time, and the schedule ahead. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Ben, another win for the Washington Wizards late in this season, coming off a one-point loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's get right into it. 131 to 129 in overtime. Kind of a wild uh, ending to uh, regulation there. Freddie Van Vliet hit a leaning three to, to tie it at 115. Ben, let's get your, your takeaways. We got a lot to go over. Howell Neto, Robin Lopez, both had big games. Um, let's Yeah, let's hear it. What's up, my man? I hope you're doing well. Um, we're ending the week strong here. It's Friday. How are you? Wow. What up, Anthony? We're back. Lockdown Wizards is back. I imagine Tommy Shepard is somewhere sitting next to a bearskin rug with a cigar in his mouth. We, you know, he listened to Lockdown Wizards, uh, kind of criticizing the Hal Neto and Robin Lopez signings. And those guys won the game. And it was one of the more important games in regular season. This, this game, you know, will create the standings at the end of the season. And, and for those teams stra- scratching and clawing for a play-in spot, these games matter a lot. And the Wizards and Raptors are one of those teams. So uh, how that's a career high 25 points. Robin Lopez sealed the deal for the Wizards with 24 points in 23 minutes. He hit key free throws down the stretch. It was like Bradley Beal and Robin Lopez swapped bodies where Brad was missing clutch free throws and Robin was drilling them like he was Steve Nash. One of those weird uh, games in early May where uh, it's just the NBA gets a little wonky and, and uh, Russell Westbrook had a brain fart at the end, fouled the Raptors, put him at the free throw line. The Wizards forgot the foul. Robin Lopez looked like Hakeem Olajuwon. It was just 
the Wizards were just taking whatever they can get. And they got to <laughs> win. So, what can you do? And Russell Westbrook, hey, not, to, not to not to forget to mention, just two away from passing passing Oscar Robinson. Right, right. Ben career one eighty. Career one eighty. Who would have thought that Russell Westbrook's triple double would have get overshadowed by Robin Lopez and Howell Neto? But that's the point My of the God. season that we're yes. in, right? Robin Lopez. At beautiful game, Ben. He played pretty. He played pretty much the entire fourth quarter. They needed him down the stretch. I mean, defensively, they needed him in there to hit some big free throws. Let's talk about that. Really, him. He he helped close this game out. I know it was really back and forth there. A lot of unnecessary back and forth, but still, Robin Lopez and Howell Neto. Kudos to them, right? Yeah, I mean, they're honestly like I know we've been joking around about Robin Lopez all year. Like he's an easy player to kind of poke fun at, and he enjoys that too. Just. That's his personality, but he's been playing really good basketball. And offensively, he's been playing the best basketball of his career. There was a graphic um, early in the game against Toronto that said that he was shooting over 66% on his hook shots, which is the highest uh, field goal percentage with that shot in the entire NBA. And again, I know we joke around, but that's given the Wizards another dimension offensively. He scored 24 points in 23 minutes. The Wizards signed him to be a defensive anchor. They compared him to Nene. But all of a sudden, he's one of the better back-to-the-basket players in the NBA. And the Wizards could use that. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal have really been their only go-to offensive options. And all of a sudden, Robin Lopez became that. And Hal Neto, he's like overplayed his contract to a large extent. When the Wizards signed him, me and you were like, why the hell did they sign Hal Neto? They already have Ish Smith. Uh, The fit didn't make sense. And here he is. He's playing the best basketball of his career as well. He's been incredible defensively, and he's been doing all the right things. He's hitting open shots, hit these tough floaters. He does everything that you can possibly ask of a backup point guard. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with him because I think he's earned more than a veteran's minimum at this point. Absolutely, Ben. And I I know that Ish Smith was hurt for a while, but when he has been in and when Halonato has been in, wouldn't you say that Halonato has impacted this team in a much more positive way um, than than Ish Smith. I don't think either of us saw that coming um, at, at the beginning of the season. We we knew that Ish Smith was going to be that primary backup, but yeah, I mean, Howell Neto, he's had. I mean, I, I know it's uh, it's not as consistent um, as most, but still, he has had some key games where he's really um, he's really shined, and honestly, his a lot of games has led this team in ways. Yeah, it's it's honestly kind of refreshing where the Wizards. I mean, prior to you covering them, uh, they hadn't had a backup point guard for a really long time. There was, there were, the entirety of John Wall's career in Washington was just with random backup point guards. So every single season was a different backup. You had Eric Maynard, Tomas Sadoransky, Brandon Jennings for a period of time, Ty Lawson. It was really every like five or six months they had to find another backup point guard. That's just the way it was. And now they have two in Ish and Howell who are really capable. And Howell, who's really played shooting guard for them over the last like two or three weeks because Ish has been out and how and Rui Hachimura has been in and out of the lineup. Denny Abdia is out. So they play three guards and Russ, Howell and, and Beal are often on the court at the same time. And it really hasn't stopped Howell from contributing. He's a smaller guard, but he's super scrappy on defense. He gets after it. He gets steals. He hits open shots. And if you're the Wizards, you can't really ask of him to do much more. And he's been awesome in that role. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with him because I think he's he's probably earned a raise, and I don't know if he'll want to stay, stay in Washington. He's an unrestricted free agent, but if the Wizards could keep him, I think that would be in their best interest because he's he's been awesome, and, and so is Robin Lopez. Kudos to Tommy Shepard. Let's be honest. I don't want to – I don't right. like – Tommy Shepard has generally done a really good job in Washington. You look at the draft with Rui, good pick. Denny Abdia, jury's still out on him, but 
the free agency signings in Howell and Robin Lopez have have largely panned out. The trade in Daniel Gafford has really changed the outlook of the season. And obviously the John Wall and Russell Westbrook trade has really worked out for them too. So Tommy Shepard, all these small moves, they add up. And look, even Garrison Matthews today came in, hit a clutch shot, hit a clutch free throw at the end too. So it's one of those wins where everybody chipped in. So right, one of the right. better wins for Washington, I think, and they, and they needed it. I totally agree with you there, Ben. Uh, Tommy Shepard does deserve some praise. I know that we have been ragging on him a lot on this show early in the season. But again, since the since the trade deadline, since that trade hit, they added that rim protector that they ha- have not had in a long, long time. Ben, I mean, and really with, with Russ being able to get more healthy, come back from that fully torn quad that no one knew of really, that that was huge too, but yes, again, um, kudos to Scott and um, and Tommy for uh, for really you know staying staying in tune with this team and, and and trying to to make this work because they they have been and and the Wizards they're they're trying to work their way towards more of a 500 um, end here, but Ben, they're looking like they have this uh, this play in um, spot locked uh, locked in just given now now with Toronto and, and Chicago uh, back further. And, um, you know, Washington and Indiana really fighting it out for for that nine spot. Ben, I want to ask you about um, the starting rotation, too. Another night we see Anthony Gill in the starting lineup. Now, again, um, his first night starting against Milwaukee, he he did well. He, he shot the ball well, um, but did not play much. Uh, tonight, not the best. Uh, nine minutes, 0 for 4 from the floor and uh, didn't, did not see the floor much after that. Do you think we're going to see more of Anthony Gill in the starting lineup? Uh, do you think Scott is just um, really trying to toy around to see if he might uh, spark something uh, come playing play in tournament time? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, that's a really good question. I think that hasn't really been asked. How are the Wizards going to approach their lineup uh, if Rui continues to miss time? I, I think they're expecting him to return pretty soon, but if he doesn't, it's like they don't really have a player to start there normally if you have a player who's getting paid 80 million dollars as the backup he would naturally be the starter but for whatever reason they don't trust Bertans to start they like him more off the bench <laughs> Anthony Gill has been has been pretty up and down all year long and hasn't really shown to be consistent enough to start but it's almost this sort of um, idea that if you're winning games with the lineup even if it doesn't make sense Scott Brooks is just going to keep rocking with it and, and they won today and uh, or, or Thursday rather so I think Scott Pricks is going to keep going with it. It's it's one of those things where Anthony Gill will start the game and play three or four minutes, maybe even seven or ten, and then just not play for the rest of the game. Can't really make much sense of it, but uh, that's kind of just the story of of the year. And and, and, and hey, I mean, even Daniel Gafford tonight too. I mean, no no points, but still, I mean, fifteen minutes. Ben, he still had a really positive impact, not even scoring a point. I mean, as as the rim protector that he was, I mean, he really was really showing maybe not. I mean, he had three blocks, but still the deflections, how he his presence down low. I mean, I I I loved I just I love him down. I mean, I really would like to see him get maybe 25 to 30 minutes a game here and there. Maybe throw him into the starting lineup. But but I mean, Scott seems to like him come out, come off the bench and they are winning. So, I mean, I guess I I shouldn't be complaining here and trying to input random ideas. But still. Right. I mean, Daniel Gafford, he's he's probably the – I mean, I would say definitely the, the best rim protector on this team, Ben. There's no question, Anthony, and that's a perfect segue because one of our media colleagues had asked Scott Brooks about Daniel Gafford's playing time, 
Scott Brooks seemed to agree. He said, did he earn more playing time? Scott Brooks said yes. So let's talk about that, Anthony. Before we do that, though, I want to let you know about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to get on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We're in full swing because we love baseball. We go to Bet Online to place our bets. Go Yankees. This week has a ton of sports action going on, a ton of MMA. Don't miss your chance to make the buck. And guess what? If you sign up, you get 15% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Anthony, so let's get into that. After Wednesday's loss to Milwaukee, Scott Brooks was asked about Daniel Gafford's playing time, whether he's earned it, because he looked amazing against Milwaukee. You know, barring that non-foul call where Daniel Gafford had to rebound, got fouled, they didn't call it, and then the referees put out a statement after saying we missed that call. Right. We would have won that game. Daniel Gafford was incredible against uh, on Wednesday against the Bucks. Scott Brooks agreed, said he's earned more playing time. He just gave a one-word answer, said yes, he's earned more playing time. Thursday or th- Thursday comes around, he plays just 15 minutes. And I get it, it's probably because Robin Lopez had an outstanding game and that limited Daniel Gafford's playing time. But all in all, Anthony, we've talked about just generally this team's playing time and, and the way they've handled players rotations all year long you initially when they traded for daniel gafford we talked about maybe the impact he can make and how you were worried that even if you were to play well that scott brooks would be hesitant to give him like a secure role right. what do you make right. of his role on the team right now and are you concerned by the fact that you know his minutes fluctuate from 10 to 15 to 20 25 never really hasn't hasn't really defined the playing time of the role he has in washington yeah, Ben, I'm not surprised by this uh, at all. But I, I mean, I am concerned, especially come play in tournament time, because it's it's a one game situation, and, this, and you want your best players out there. You want to be um, uh, as as strong defensively as, as you as you want as you need to be. And, and Daniel Gafford, he is that piece, Ben. He needs to he really needs to come into some sort of. I mean, I I'm not. I would love to see him in a starting role, but Ben, even not starting, maybe get 25 to, to 30 minutes uh, a game, 15 minutes against the, the Toronto Raptors. That's in maybe Scott was, he had a different plan matchup wise. And again, Robin Lopez, he played he played phenomenal and really efficient tonight. Like, I mean, like he always does, which is, which is great about Robin Lopez, which is honestly what, what the, the wizards need off the bench. Daniel Gafford though, uh, come playoff time, and if they do somehow make it to a playoff series, he needs to be. I mean, he needs to be at least getting starting minutes if he's not starting, right? I mean, he would love to see him get get thirty minutes a game just for his presence. He's by far the best defender we have down low, and 
Yeah, Ben. I I don't know if Scott plans on it. His one-word answer probably indicates that he just is not trying to talk about it, does not want to discuss how he's going to delegate <laughs> minutes, really. Um, he does get a lot of grief um, from that, you know, from people like us. So, so yeah, Ben, ben I, I'm, I'm not surprised by it. Are you? I mean, the rotations just didn't come around to him, right? I mean, that's that's what Scotty said in the past. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I mean, Daniel Gafford is the best rim protector this team has had in a very long time, probably since Emeka Okafor or, or Nene. Um, he's a really good rim protector. Like, he's really good. He blocks shots. He alters them. He's a fantastic rebounder, too. Uh, he's kind of exactly what the Wizards have needed. And, and for him to just kind of not get – Right. A secure role or, or limited just limited minutes is is confusing and i understand there's egos involved and, and even coaching where um he wants to ride with alex len or robin lopez because those are the veteran players or whatever but daniel gafford is the best center right. on the team there's no question in my he mind shows he shows it every time he's out there on the glass and he and- adds an element to the offense too that daniel that that robin lopez and alex len don't his right. he's a legitimate right. lob threat he reminds me of a young tyson chandler He's not going to be Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler is a, was on Team USA. He was an uh, elite def- defensive player. I'm not saying Daniel Gafford is that type of player, but he reminds me of a young Tyson Chandler where, I mean, of the elite centers, he can out-jump most players in the league, which is outstanding, and, and he just has great instincts de- defensively. As a, as a 20-something-year-old player, you can't really teach defensive instincts, and he seems to have it. So going forward, I mean, you got to play your best players, and Daniel Gafford is the best center on the team. I have no question. I have no, I have no doubt about that. Every time the ball's thrown up to him, he goes up there and catches it. Whether or not he's going to, like, if it's a good pass or not, he's always up there, Ben. You're absolutely right, and that's exactly why he should be getting these minutes, right? I mean, Brad and Russ, they they always say, every time he's brought up, they always bring up practice. They always bring up how much they just love throwing it to him because he always goes up and catches it. And um, and, and more so for, for more so on the defensive end, obviously, he's just um, he's so key. But yeah, Ben, you're right. He he adds that he adds such such an element to the offense that this Wizards team hasn't seen in a in a while, and this year they they definitely needed it. And Ben, I, I mean, I'm I can definitely admit when I I'm wrong. I was completely so wrong about this trade. Um, still am a big big fan of Troy Brown Jr. Just don't think he's getting the right right opportunities. But yes, uh, Daniel Gafford is exactly what this team needed, and it shows. This it they've had such great success after the trade deadline and Ben it's the perfect time for it to an extent. I think even Chandler Hutchinson adds an element. He played fine. He played fine Thursday night. He's really athletic. And I think they gave, they give, they both give the wizards bounce that, that they've really lacked at the beginning of the off season. um, Tommy Shepard talked about wanting to give the team more bounce. I think he called it like, well, he wants to get more jumpy. And they didn't. I mean, Robin Lopez and Hal Neto, they're both good, but neither of them are like hyper athletes where they can dunk on dudes and block shots and, right. and like uh, cut hard and, you know, the dynamic athletes. None, none listen, of them listen, are that, that, but that's why they got that. That's why he went and picked up Robin Lopez to, <laughs> you know, to add blocks, three blocks tonight, man. Robin Lopez, he, he does it all after the Toronto one. Are you kidding me? He, dude, I mean, Robin Lopez morphed into like Joel Embiid on, against the Raptors. How frustrating was that for the Raptors? Because they couldn't do anything. And, and Pascal Siakam was guarding him for a time. And there's nothing that they could do. And it's really amazing. The Wizards, the Wizards have a bunch of dudes who absolutely shouldn't mesh, but they just somehow haven't been making it work lately. Like, 
Robin Lopez and Russell Westbrook couldn't be two different players. Like Russell Westbrook is the most athletic center or point guard of all time. Right, and Robin Lopez right. is the least athletic center of all time. And they're somehow in the court and they make it work. And, right. and that's a testament to honestly the, the, the players' characters and their willingness to try to make it work in the chemistry of this team. Because the season has been up and down. It didn't start off very well, but they managed to keep it together and nobody really blew up the locker room. Look what's right. happening in Indiana right now. The, the, the Pacers are absolutely crumbling. They've had a, they're having an off year and they're crumbling. Their oh, head yeah. coach is going to get fired after just one season with the team. Their, their assistant coach tried fighting a player last year or yesterday on the court. It was yeah. one of the most bizarre things I've seen. And the Wizards have had bad points, but everybody's kept it together. And kudos to Robin Lopez, Scott Brooks, all these veteran players and coaches who've been around who, who know that, you know, you can get through it and, and the season can end well. That's exactly what's happening. Kudos to Robin Lopez, Hal Neto, and all these veteran guys because without them, the Wizards, who knows what they could have been. They would have been, I mean, we wouldn't have been talking about them like a playoff team right now, that's for sure. Right, right. And, I mean, and even Davis Bertans against Toronto, Ben, I mean, he got 35 minutes. Uh, he had the highest plus-minus ratio at 19, uh, 14 points off the bench, three for eight from three. Then once he starts turning it on, which everyone keeps saying, especially Scott Brooks, and we know that he can shoot well. He's he's proven it his entire career. Um, we just we just haven't seen it this season compared to last year. Ben, going towards this playing tournament, we he he needs to continue to at least pour in pour in something like this. Um, you know, re- really getting closer to, to the playing tournament. And, and if they get a full series, because having them out there spaces the floor and will give them and just always gives them such, such higher chances to, to, to win any game against any team. He's just, he's just that lethal. He's that he's one of the best shooters in the game. And when he's on and Ben, um, it's great to see him really succeed out there because we've been this year. It's, it's been a really, really down year for DB. Yeah, it's been tough, and, and I think you're right. Um, the, the dynamic of the team really changes. He's one of the more important players on the team in the sense that when he's going, the entire team is going. We, we know that Russ and Brad are the engine of the team, but we saw there were occasions against the Raptors where he hit a couple threes, and the energy of the team shifted. And when he's playing like that, <laughs> the Wizards are a really good ball club, and, and they'll need him because right now, Beal and Westbrook are largely carrying the team. Uh, occasionally you'll have Hal Neto or Robin Lopez have the games like they did against Toronto. But I mean, Bertans is the, I think he's the third highest paid player on the team. Uh, He's being paid a handsome amount to hit shots and he's finally starting to do it. You're seeing flashes of the old Bertans. I mean, he's, he's taking deep shots again and he's hitting them and 14 points off the bench. Isn't too shabby three for eight from three. I mean, he's had a worse night. So just needs to find a rhythm, and I think the Wizards just have to do a better job of getting him going, maybe getting him some more time with Russell Westbrook and just, I don't know. I mean, they gave him the assignment for against Siakam on Thursday, which I thought was a little odd. I mean, Siakam went off for 44. Probably wasn't the smartest idea to have him guard him, but I mean, just giving him the trust that he's capable of defending and, and hitting those shots is, is what a player like Bertans needs. He just needs trust, and, and he needs the green light like he had last year. He hasn't been taking as many shots as he did last year, and that's partially because Russ is in Washington now, and that's just the nature of having another superstar. But yeah, once he's fully integrated, may not be this year, maybe next year. But look, I, th- I think this, the sky's the limit for Bertans as a shooter. He's shown that he's an elite shooter. And if he can get it going come playoff time, I think the world will see that the Wizards didn't really make a mistake but by uh, re-signing him. But Anthony, speaking of mistakes, some of these teams... 
they made plenty coming into the offseason and it's shown in their records and they're going to play Washington soon. But before we go over the record, we want to know and we want to tell you about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the planet. Anthony eats them. He just ate one a couple minutes ago because he needed a snack, but also because he's healthy and because he cares about his body, his diet, his self-image, his self-worth, really. If you care about yourself and who you are as a human being, you eat Bilt Bar. It's the most delicious protein bar. It's indulgent. It's healthy. It's full of protein, high fiber. Check it out. Jokes aside, it's delicious. We eat it all the time. It's healthy. Locked 15 for 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com. That's Locked 15 for 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Anthony, the Wizards have a bunch of winnable games coming up. They fell short against Milwaukee. They've been losing against these good teams, but it's just been very close games, a close game against Dallas, a close game against Milwaukee. They've been beating the teams they were supposed to beat. And now you have a handful of winnable games coming up against teams that are also trying to get into a playing spot. Indiana, Atlanta twice, Cleveland and Charlotte. Cleveland is basically out of the playoff picture, but Charlotte and Indiana and Atlanta all within that mix. Anthony, what are we thinking against? Do you th- are there any of these games must wins? What do you take away from the schedule, knowing that all these teams are kind of in the same situation as Washington? Must win, must all must win out. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I mean, just go with what I mean. Russ and Brad's mentality. I mean, these are all must wins for these guys at this point. I mean, the all these teams, just like you said, they are all fighting for a purpose. I mean, maybe not Cleveland. You know they, they are eliminated, but but still Charlotte, Indiana, uh, like you said, things are not looking looking good in Indiana right now uh, within their locker room, front office, uh, whatever. What a disaster! Over there. It really it really looks awful. I mean, one oh. night one night they they may be like you know going into overtime. The next night they're getting blown out by fifty, and their coaches trying to fight guys. It's just it's it's strange. It's strange. It's I I, I, I don't know. I I really don't know. But but Ben. Two two games in a row against the Hawks will not be uh, easy whatsoever. And again, Charlotte they are also fighting for seeds right now too. So it's right now I I think uh, they should they should go into every game with a must win um, mentality because they should want to try and get this nine. nine Here's spot. the crazy thing, Anthony. Just two months ago we were talking about this team ten games below five hundred. If they win out which is honestly pretty realistic. They can beat Indiana, Atlanta, Cleveland, and Charlotte. It's all a very winnable game. They can finish the season 500. To come back from 10 games below 500 just two months ago, to finish 500 would be a huge statement for the If anyone can do it, it's Brad and Russ. These guys can do it. They can do it. It it makes you wonder how good this team would have been if Russ hadn't played with a torn quad and if he was healthy. It makes you wonder because obviously the Wizards are better than, than, than they showed. Right. The roster is a little bit different than it was at the beginning of the year. Alex Lund has added something to the team. Daniel Gafford has added something. Garrison Matthews, all these players who didn't get playing time or weren't a part of the team earlier on have made an impact. So you wonder if the Wizards were healthy at the beginning of the year, where they could have ended up. Because I think they've shown that this team couldn't be good. And they have some guys that are contributing. And the Wizards could end up finishing 500, which, again, 
kudos to Scott Brooks and everyone else because I can't remember the last time a team that struggled as much as Washington did earlier in the year ended up with such an amazing turnaround. It, I mean, they're not a contender by no means, but the fact that they've put themselves in, in the middle. Hey, contending the, for a spot. Contending for a playoff spot. Had the second, I think they've had the second best record in the NBA since um, late March or something like that, which is incredible. Them in New York have been have been amazing. And it just goes to show you that chemistry and, and health is is a huge part of the recipe for success. Right. There's plenty of teams in the NBA with stacked rosters who look, you look at the, the Clippers who we talked about earlier off air. I mean, this team doesn't have the chemistry that the Wizards do. And if they played the Wizards in the playoffs in some crazy way, they met in the finals. The Wizards like wouldn't be that it wouldn't be that ill conceived that the Wizards could beat the Clippers. Hey man, the Nets lost four straight too. You know, it's what it, I mean they up and down seasons, Ben, and and you're absolutely right. These these games mean a lot. And Ben, we, we have some history coming up. Russell Westbrook is is nipping on the heels of history. One triple double shy of tying the big goal, Oscar Robinson. History is coming right around the corner. Ben, do you think he's gonna get it done against Indiana? Yeah, I think he I think he has a triple double in every single one of these games. I wow. that, like I feel like we said that so nonchalantly, but the, this guy is gonna break a record that it's a, it's unbelievable. Was just a few years ago, thought to have been never, never, nobody could break that record, averaging the averaging a triple double for as many seasons it, as he has, and, and the triple doubles that he's accumulated throughout the course of his career. The fact that he can go and not score a single point for the rest of the year and still average a triple double. Right. I mean, Russell Westbrook's turnaround. If there was a second half of the season MVP, Russell right. Westbrook would be that guy. He's been outstanding. If there was a comeback player of the second half of the year sort of award, I mean, Russell Westbrook is that guy. He's been right. he's been incredible. And, that, and, and the fact that he's setting records in Washington again, don't sleep on that, Wizards fans. Take it all in because one, there's only one Russell Westbrook ever. And, 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 and the Wizards and, and Wizards fans are very fortunate that he's wearing this jersey because it, it won't lightning won't strike twice. I mean, this is the only time you'll ever get to see a player of Russell Westbrook's caliber right. doing what he's doing on a night-in, night-out basis. It's absolutely incredible to watch, no doubt. It it is really insane, and I just I abs I, I just came across this uh, stat that ESPN just spit out. Russell Westbrook is the first player in NBA history to record 50 rebounds and 50 assists over a three game span. Even just hearing that is it just makes your head spin. 50 and 50 over three games is just that's that's unbelievable. And, and Ben, he's yeah, I, I don't doubt that either for him to just have a triple double in every game for the rest of the for the rest of the season. The way that he's been playing, he will uh, most likely break history, you know, make make history, break this record in Atlanta, uh, two games in Atlanta right after Indiana. So, yeah, Ben, it's um, it really is going to be a pleasure to, uh, to see and for for sports, for all of sports. It's this is it. This is history. Absolutely. I mean, he casually grabbed 17 rebounds on Thursday and we didn't even bat an eye. He's he's I think he's fifth in the NBA right now in rebounds. That is insane. He is a point guard. And when you watch the Wizards play, there's no stat padding involved. This guy's going out and grabbing the rebounds and going. He's boxing out. He's doing all the necessary parts that you ask of a player. He's, he plays, he boxes out and rebounds like an elite center. And he, that, and he's, that's he's, what he's I just, just don't understand about it. When people say the stat padding, it's just like, oh, he's just, he's just, he's just going for those assists. If you can go and dish out 17 <laughs> assists, yeah, good luck. be my guest. Go do it, pal. Yeah, good that luck. I mean, sense. there's no, there's, there's no stat padding of that nature in the NBA. I mean, the the players are too good 
the competition's too strong. For a guy to go out and give you 17 assists and 17 rebounds on a stat padding, good luck. This ain't Ricky Davis shooting on his own basket to get a rebound for a triple double. This is Russell Westbrook grabbing rebounds over seven foot centers every single night and making it look easy. He's that good. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's absolutely incredible to watch what he Rage. does. I mean, he, he's just, a, just such a naturally gifted human being. It's a marvel to see what he does, honestly. And, and he's going to do it in the playoffs. Put some too. respect on his it. name, right? With some respect on Russell Westbrook's name, and if you're a Wizards fan, enjoy it. Setting history. No one will ever no one will ever do it in the NBA, let alone in a Wizards jersey again. So take it in. We got, we got five games left in the regular season. Then play in and possibly playoffs, Anthony. We got There's a lot, a lot, coming up. lot going think, on, man. I didn't think we'd be here. I didn't think we'd be here. At the ben, we lost hope. I thought we were Kate Cunningham. We lost hope, man. We we sat here. <laughs> we was... pro- I think we went probably fifteen to twenty episodes talking about lottery options. Yeah, I was I was all in on Cade Cunningham. I was I was photoshopping his face on on uh, <laughs> get, jerseys. Get, I mean, getting I your ready. getting your wallpaper set for Cade Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready. I was getting ready for the top pick, but. Man, look, we all knew the Wizards were too talented for this. They just needed to get healthy. And, and once Russ got healthy, no one there. knew he was playing with a fully torn. No one knew. That's, I mean, the fact that he did that is just that's, all that, that's one of those things you hear in the NBA uh, that that you tell your grandkids like this is a dude who played with a torn quad, and no one will ever uh, be able to fully like grasp the idea of him doing that. And honestly, like playing relatively well for a dude with you can't a even comprehend it unless you go through it. Like, like no one even could, could understand that pain unless you're going through it. It's just just insane, ups- and the only thing that he did for rehab was to not play back to backs and to not dunk in practice. That's absurd. Yeah. I read today about like some sort of rehab where you actually do stuff on it, but it like, it was, it was, it was qualified with the fact that like, Unless you're Russell Westbrook and like Adrian Peterson <laughs> or the top one percent of one percent athletes, absolutely do not like do that. So it's like I don't know who this is helpful for, but apparently it was helpful for Russ because look, for Tor Quad, he he got healthy in like three months and now he's playing some of the best hoops of his career. Right. It's honestly more. It's it, it, what's more impressive to to play on a torn quad that long or to heal from a torn quad <laughs> <laughs> while you're doing that. Right? He's superhuman, man. That's... He really is. He's he's. Yeah, that sort of athlete, I mean, you don't this sort of person too, the resilience that it takes. I mean, it's just right, right. absolutely incredible. And to do it without complaining. Look, if I tore my quad, you would hear about it every day, Anthony. I would text you every day and Same. be like, My quad is on fire. I can't feel my quad. And this guy's just like, Oh, I'm gonna go guard Kyrie Irving, right. like who's the most one of the most dynamic points. Get this man on an all NBA team, Ben. Get him. You're right, Anthony. I, I, mean, I looked at this too. He's an all NBA player, and I think Brad is too. I don't think both of them will get on it, but I think one of them deserves it. And if there was a second half of the season all NBA, there's no question Russell Westbrook would be on it. No question. Right. But lockdown Wizards fans, what a way to end the week. A couple of wins. It's all positive in Wizards land. Super happy Friday. We gotta love it. It's a happy Friday. The Wizards are rocking and rolling. Even that loss in Milwaukee wasn't that disappointing. Uh, a win in Toronto, a much-needed overtime game. The team closed it out when they needed to. Shout-out Robin Lopez, Lockdown Lopez. Lockdown Lopez, Guys, baby. if you got 20 minutes to spare, check out Lockdown today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski. It updates you on the latest news in every major sport. Maybe they'll even talk about Robin Lopez. They should. He, Peter Bukowski, talk about Robin Lopez. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. For Anthony, we want to thank you for listening. As always, we'll be back with you again on Monday. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Lockdown Wizards. 
Lockdown Lopez. We'll be back again on Monday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 